0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Greatest Film Podcast on planet Earth. I am one of your hosts, Roderick Lipschrott. Hope you are all doing extremely well. Joining me, as always, is my wonderful friend and dear, and the other host of the Infinity Film Podcast, Mr. Benjamin Saunders.
1: Happy New Year. Doing Doing good, Roderick.
0: Good, good. Yes, Happy New Year to you, Ben, and to Anna, and to all our listeners out there. Um, Hope everyone had a great Christmas, or... Hold on. Great holiday uh, and a great, great and safe New Year's. Um, Then it's that time to do our best of lists. And, uh, you know, 2020 was a strange year because a lot of stuff got pushed back. And I'm sure a lot of those films that are now coming out this year are probably going to be in our top 10. Mm -hmm. I'm sure at least one or two of them don't know. But I still felt it was. Not necessary, but I still feel like we should do a top 10 list just so we can let the the good people know what we enjoyed and give them some recommendations if they haven't seen some stuff yet. Because Mm -hmm. this was kind of the year of the indie films because we were kind of stuck at home. So we got to watch a lot of indie stuff. A lot of stuff went to Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime. And I know you were able to get to a theater to see Tenet. Mm -hmm. Um, I I was able to finally see Tenet, just didn't go to the theater. So my last... Movie theater going experience was back in March with my mother. We went to go see The Hunt. Mm-hmm. Not the best movie you want to see. Have your last film uh, going experience, but no. I know you before Tenet, It was Fantasy Island, right?
1: Uh yeah, it was. It was either that or The Hunt. I forget, but either gotcha. way, not not really an amazing movie to end on.
0: Well, at least uh, The Hunt is entertaining in a stupid kind of fun way. You yeah. know, Fantasy Island is just bad. Yep. So just to give you a hint, neither of us have Fantasy Island on our list, hopefully. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh had a lot of potential, though, Ben, to be at least some, somewhat of a fun kind of horror film.
1: It definitely had potential, but didn't live up right.
0: to it. So here's how we're going to do it, Ben. I think, actually, we're going to go through, uh, yeah, well, we'll just save our 10s, our 9s, our 8s, and then mm-hmm. you know we'll save our 1s for last, of course. Um, and I, I just want to say this real quick, too, Ben. Like, if you're someone who has an Instagram account and I
1: do, well, oh, in I general, okay. Yeah, in general, yeah.
0: <laughs> if you're so, if you're, you know, any of our listeners who have an Instagram account and whether you're nervous or about doing your top ten list because of comments or whatever, look, film is an art. There are films out there that you're gonna enjoy that others aren't. Ben, and I were literally just talking about this before we were, we started recording that him and I had different opinions on a lot of films that came out last year. Mm-hmm. Ben and I don't hate each other yet. So, um, <laughs> but it's just that's the beauty of film, guys. So don't be afraid to put up that top 10 list. Ignore the comments, just delete them, block them, whatever you got to do. It's your list. Do what you make of it. Or if you're a podcaster, you know, just same goes for you too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's your list. Say what you enjoy. Don't be afraid. So, amen. If, all right. I just wanted to put that out there. Ben, I was gonna talk about the craziness that happened yesterday on the cap on capital, but I'm just we're not gonna do that. Because I think what's what's been said has been said. Mm-hmm. Damage has been done. I hope we've all learned to uh, I hope I hope we all have learned a lot of you know, a lot of things from this past presidency. And look, it's a new year. We got a new president coming in, in a couple of weeks. I just wanted to say that uh I I do believe things will get better, guys. I really do. And I'm glad Ben and I are able to do this so for some of you just to escape for a little bit. Whether well, it's the craziness, we're still going through a pandemic. Got a lot of stuff going with work or school. Ben and I are really just glad you guys are here listening to us. There's a couple of guys in the south <laughs> talking about film. So Yeah,
1: for let's, sure.
0: Uh, so without further ado, further further ado, Ben, let's go ahead and uh get started here with our top tens. But All right. Let's share some of our honorable mentions first. So why don't you go ahead and go first, my friend, with some of your honorable mentions.
1: Sounds good. Uh, So I actually have two I'll do off the bat here. I think they came out the same weekend. I forgot to look it up before. But Mank, I have honorable mention. Yeah, the the direction and the script and everything was great. And it looked really good. Uh, I just couldn't really get into it. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Citizen Kane. I have seen it. Uh, once but yeah just couldn't get fully invested into it although I appreciate it you know being made and everything and then the other one was Hillbilly Elegy uh, I like Ron Howard a lot as a director and then Glenn Close and Amy Adams I love and it, it was based off a true story and I, I think it did I haven't read the book but I, I think it did you know pretty well and it Kind of manipulates your uh, your emotions sometimes, uh, you know, getting, right. getting a response from you. But uh, I thought the acting was good, and I thought it presented the material well. And especially Glenn Close, I loved her character. She she had some real funny parts. So, uh, and then my last one I'll throw out might be a surprise to you. I have Tenet as an honorable mention. Oh. It did not make my list. Um, I had a
0: feeling it was going to be an honorable mention, though. I had <laughs> oh, a feeling. Okay. I, I, I just remember your review and I was like, yeah, man, I like the same stuff, and I don't, man, I'm kind of, oh no, I don't know if I'm gonna mm-hmm. like it. So maybe it's on my list, maybe it's not. We're gonna find out. Oh, we will see. Uh, but
1: for me, yeah, the I mean, I, I love the uh, Christopher Nolan, his ideas and the the time reversal and everything, and all the mechanics were really cool to look at uh, i've only seen it once so i'm excited to watch it again though and see what else i can pick up but just Have you, the, were you I, able
0: to uh pick up a copy yet pick up a
1: no not yet oh but i but i will okay good. um but yeah just the, the the characters i couldn't get fully invested in and i really wanted to be rooting for john david washington's character although i love you know him and all the other actors really oh
0: the protagonist yeah
1: the protagonist yes <laughs> Yeah, didn't even didn't even give him a name. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean Robert Pattinson was a lot of fun. Kenneth Branagh kind of doing the the Russian '80s <laughs> villain, and it it really does feel like a old classic James Bond film, but with you know a twist. But I just couldn't fully get into it. So those gotcha. are my three.
0: Yeah, I'll, just to comment on on yours, honorable mentions. I don't even have Mank in my top forty. I what? really was <laughs> let let down by Mank. It's a uh, mm. It really it really is a film for true lovers of Citizen Kane, in my opinion. Yeah. I know I've talked to some people on Instagram who haven't even seen Citizen Kane," who said they loved it, so I'm not sure, but for me, I think Seifried and Oldman should definitely be nominated for their performances since they're both sure. yeah. phenomenal. I just I was in it, and then I wasn't, and I kind of it kind of it was a little too late to room me back in. Yeah. So, but I, I, I know Fincher, this is like one of his passion projects. He'd want to do it for a while. So I'm glad he was able to do it. It was great just to see Fincher back doing a film. Cause we haven't seen him do anything since uh gone girl, which was actually my favorite. Wow. It, it is yeah. my favorite uh, Fincher film. Mm-hmm. I know he's, I, he's been doing uh mine hunter though on Netflix, but it's just oh, great right. seeing him right. do a film
1: yeah,
0: per se. So yeah. And he'll Elegy. LG, LG, LG I uh, like that more than I thought I was going to mm-hmm. after the reviews because you know me I'm a big Amy Adams fan my favorite actress yeah. uh, she was really great mm-hmm. and Glenn Close too they, I mean, they were both excellent the problem is a lot of the emotional scenes some of them just they didn't land some of them felt forced this is definitely what we like to call a Oscar bait film and yeah. it just didn't fully land and the, the kid who was playing JD uh, the adult version i uh the adult the, the guy who was playing the adult character i just yeah. didn't like him all that much he was kind of it was a little whiny at parts sure, and i yeah. just i really couldn't buy into it i liked the 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 kid though who played the young jd i i, I liked mm-hmm. him he kind of has his own arc really yes yeah. and a, a more complete arc than what the adult jd goes through so <laughs> yeah
1: that's true
0: without giving away any spoilers of course but uh yeah the film it's a, it's a nice it's a nice watch i'm not mad i didn't i'm not mad that i watched it i was just expecting more when you have two of the greatest actresses of all time with Glenn Close and Amy Adams in there yeah and you have Ron Howard who i know you like more than i do it just it all just didn't work well so mm-hmm. and then you already spoke a tenant so we're not going to get into that all right yeah so yeah those were great honorable mentions though Ben. so one of my honorable mentions i want to sh- uh, give a quick shout out to is run on hulu uh the thriller starring sarah paulson this film then had me on edge from minute one it's uh there's like one minute of it's like a, a minute or two of setup and then it just gets going <laughs> and it's just uh, edge of my seat just intense and sarah paulson i feel like we don't give her enough credit for how great of an actress she really is she's a yeah. really great actress and I know I think it's I think it's American Horror Stories, the TV show she's in. I've heard I've heard a lot of great things um with her. I, I have yet to watch a single episode from that show. Yeah, so maybe yeah. I should start start watching it because Sarah Paulson's really good. Uh so yeah, Ron is one of my honorable mentions. Uh, another round starring Mads Mickelson, another honorable mention of mine. I wish it was in my top ten. I just I it was one of those films, man, where I, I was like, okay, should, do I play it at 10? Honorable mentions. I I it's 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 brilliant, though. It's a brilliant film about these four guys who experiment with alcohol, you know, day drinking during, you know, while they're working and mm-hmm. they seem to find more happiness. And it's when they're drinking on the job. And it's a lot more deeper than I thought it was going to be. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Surprise, surprise. Gives a phenomenal performance. Yeah, a lot, a lot. Not the film I was expecting. And I'm really happy the way the, the what the final product Just oh so close to making my top 10. Minari, a film I recently just saw. (sighs) A lot of hype going around this film. A film from A24. It's a sweet film. It's a really, really sweet film. I didn't know where it was going with the first 20 minutes or so. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the grandma character gets introduced, and the film just takes off running. And uh, Will Patton also is in it. He plays a supporting character. He's uh, helping Stevie Young's character. Um, if you guys don't know who Steven Yeun is, just walk. He plays Glenn in The Walking Dead. He's helping Steven Yeun with his uh, with his garden, and it's it's a, it's just a film about a family trying to get the American dream. And Steven Yeun's character and his wife, they have this back and forth struggle. And you know this this kid, I keep forgetting the kid's name that who plays their son. He is phenomenal. Like he has some of the most he has some of the funniest uh, moments you'll see in any film this year so minari is, is a film o-
1: alan kim who plays david
0: yes thank you alan kim who plays david he is absolutely hilarious so minari guys i should like uh check out i'm gonna run down, i'm not gonna go into depth on any of these but uh, some some others king of staten island bad education invisible man happiest season kajillionaire um a lot of films i really enjoyed and then the two that i've been struggling with the plan of my top 10 that were kind of in the running for top 10. Mm-hmm. Ma Rainey's black bottom did not make my top 10. Unfortunately, wow. Chadwick, I think locked up best actor. I, I'm, I'm, I feel really confident in saying that Viola Davis continues to prove why she's one of the great, still one of the greatest actresses out there. I mean, guys, give her some love now. Give her some love. And uh, it's funny. Cause I think, I don't know if she's going to win at this time, but I'm pretty sure she'll be nominated. Mm-hmm. But, um, this is a film produced uh, from one of August Wilson's plays. Another one, Fences, that came out in 2016. She won an Oscar for that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she'll probably be nominated. I, don't, I just don't know if she's going to win because there's a lot of great women performances this year. So yeah. it's going to be going to be tough. And then uh, Ben, a film that, you know, I have loved since uh, the moment I first saw. I just could not put it in my top 10. I, I might end up doing it on on my one when I post my top thirty on my Instagram, but for right now it's my number eleven, uh The Assistant. Wow. Um, okay. with Julia Garner,
1: mm-hmm.
0: who still gives one of the best best performances of the year. It's a slow burn. It's what I wish Bombshell would have been. Mm-hmm. But um this film is haunting. It's 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 the, it's a Harvey Weinstein s kind of a film. You never see the the head of head the head of the um studio or uh, agency she's working for mm-hmm. you hear his voice a couple times you meet the wife and, and his child uh, but this film is just haunting and julia garner really is excellent and i don't think she'll get nominated for her, her performance but she should because she is she's just she's just really really great so yeah all right i've spoken up about my honorable mentions let's go ahead again to our top 10 now so i'll let you go first Ben, and give your number 10
1: cool all right so this list, I actually went back through my uh, my personal film page on Instagram, the Film Aficionado. And since there weren't many uh, new ones that I saw this year, I uh, rounded them up and put them in order of my ranking. So let's see a few. You... No, I actually haven't rewatched any of these, um, but I usually post my review pretty quickly after I've seen them. So yeah, so number 10, I'll give you my... my uh point system too i I will rank them on my film page out of 10 so this one i gave a 7.5 and this one i liked more than i thought it would and it's onward from early in the year saw that one in theaters and i don't know it kind of had that Dungeons and dragons kind of feel and you know two brothers i like chris pratt and tom holland a lot um was guessing their chemistry would be good and it was but i was like "Ah, i don't really know the trailers aren't really doing a whole lot for me but Watched it, and it was good. I, I quite enjoyed it. The first, like, 10, 15 minutes, I kind of was like, yeah, it's kind of what I expected. But then once they start going on that journey and stuff, it's it's fun and funny. And that, uh, is it the manticore at that
0: restaurant? <laughs>
1: oh, I, I think I laughed the hardest at that point. Who was uh, the
0: voice of the ma- Was Who was that? Who was the voice? Uh,
1: oh, I have to look it up.
0: You keep talking. I'll look it up.
1: Okay. But it was. Yeah, it was funny throughout, and then Octavia Spencer.
0: Yes, yep, yep, yeah.
1: Wow, she she pops up in a lot too. She's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, and then a pretty good, uh, you know, emotional story. Uh, I didn't connect with it, you know, a, a whole lot or as much as other Pixar films. Uh, but I thought it was a, a sweet and, and tender moment there at the end, and they they went a different route than the kind of cheesy one they could have gone with. I guess I'll say, Uh, so yeah, good good story, pretty good animation, and and a lot of laughs. So that's my number ten.
0: Nice, nice. I'll be curious to see if another Pixar film makes your list because we did get two Pixar releases. So yes, we did. I'm I'm hoping we'll see another one on your list, maybe. Maybe. We'll we'll see. So my number ten, I well going back to onward real quick. I was kind of I was having fun with it until well I wasn't like in love with it. Yeah. And then the last like 10 15 minutes got to me. Mm. I was like, "Oh, there's that Pixar uh, yep. deep, uh emotional hit, gu- emotional gut, p- gut punch." So, and I'm glad they went the route they did. I think it served yes. the story well, the way they handled that whole thing. Broke my heart for sure. But I wouldn't be surprised if we get like a Disney Plus series one of these days or a sequel.
1: Yeah.
0: You can do a you can do a lot of stuff in the, in that world. So, right. and Holland and Pratt, I mean, MCU alum, you know, so they, they, yeah. they, they already had great chemistry in if any war and it continued here. So, um, yeah. Great, great, great number 10. My number 10 uh, is, comes from one of your favorite directors, Ben, and she happened to direct your favorite movie of all time. Sophia Coppola's On the Rocks with nice. Bill Murray and Rashida Jones. You know what I love most about this film is the way she handles uh, the New York setting. And how it's just, she handles certain shots. And we just, I felt lived in, in that world. And Rashida Jones, man, she continues to impress me. And that she's more than just Ann Perkins from Parks and, Parks and Rec, Parks and Rec. So Bill Murray's Bill Murray. When he pops up, it's great. Yep. Yeah, Rashida Jones, though. I really, really enjoyed her in this. And wh- what's the Wayne brother? Is it Marlon? It's not Marlon, is it? Is it's is Marlon, Marlon Wayne's. Yeah, he was really, really good. To playing the husband and Rashida and Bill Murray just have this great back and forth together as father and daughter dealing with her own insecurities about work about her, her you know her life and I, I not a lot of people have talked about her but Jenny Slate as kind of the annoying uh school mom I I, I loved a lot because you know there's definitely a lot of moms out there like that so <laughs> yeah uh, I thought that was kind of funny too and um those kids were adorable who played her children. Mm-hmm. Oh, I enjoyed the kids a lot. And uh, yeah, this this was just, it, it's not lost in translation or anything, no. but this was a really sweet kind of father-daughter kind of a film. And Sofia was writing and directing on point again. I was surprised by the ending just because I was, I, I had an envisioned in my mind how it was going to end. And then I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I, I like the resolution a lot, and uh, of course it's a film by A24, and it just happens to be the best, in my opinion, it's the best A24 film that came out this year or last year. So, uh, yeah, On the Rocks is my number ten.
1: Cool. uh Moving on to my number nine. This was another seven point five for me, but it is Trial of the Chicago seven point five. No, I'm just kidding. Trial of the <laughs> Chicago seven. Aaron Sorkin wrote, right, and directed, and yeah, great cast, uh, really good story. I love that that time period, the '60s too. So uh, I knew the name Abby Hoffman from you know reading and and researching and stuff before, but I didn't know too much about this trial. So seeing it in movie form was was cool. I think a lot of the acting is really good, and especially the the judge. It does get a little. I guess manipulative, but a little, little cheesy. I guess is the better word. Uh, kind of near the end, and some of the revelations they make.
0: Oh, are we talking about the uh, the are we, uh, the ending ending? Because yeah, that that was uh, well, a yeah. that was a little cheesy.
1: Yeah, the, the ending ending, and uh, when they're, gosh, gosh, what's his name, Eddie Redmayne? They're they're kind of questioning him outside of the court about uh, what happened yeah. that one night, and I was yeah. like uh i was like (laughs) i didn't need a whole dramatic scene for that but other than that i think everything inside the court was was good and and got you know was dramatic enough and funny at some parts too so i i enjoyed it enough to give it a 7.5 and have it at number nine on my list
0: nice yeah i uh that's one of my films that i had my top 10 for a while and then I watched it again, and I, and I was like, eh, yeah, eh. I think because I I'm a big fan of Aaron Sorkin, especially at the way, after his directorial debut with the uh, Molly's Game. I was like, mm-hmm. whoa, because Molly Molly's Game I found to be freaking spectacular, so I was really excited for this and. Sasha Baron Cohen surprised me the most. Actually, like he was really great in this movie. Yeah, Eddie Redmayne was Eddie Redmayne, and uh, there was somebody else too. Um, Mark. He Rollins? was in. No, he was in Aquaman. He played. The, he played Black Manta. Oh uh, yeah,
1: yeah. And yeah, Mateen, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. He was yeah. really good here too. So. Uh, yep. Yeah, great number nine. Great number nine. Uh, I I'm sure he'll probably get some kind of writing nomination because of the screenplay was I thought was pretty 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 good. Mm-hmm. So uh, awesome. Well, we are going from the your number nine and my number nine. We're taking things to the basketball court with uh, Ben Affleck and David David O'Connor, Gavin O'Connor's The Way Back. This was a personal film for for Mr. Ben Affleck as it deals with his alcoholism. And this film hit all the right notes for me uh, because when it gets to the sports, the sports uh, part of the film, very cliched. But Ben Affleck's performance, I can't I can't stress this enough how great Ben Affleck is. And uh, him and Gavin O'Connor have worked once before once before with The Accountant, a film I think everyone should see because it's really, really good. But I think probably a lot of people's probably favorite film of his Warrior with uh, Joel Edgerton and uh, Hardy, Tom Hardy. Um. So he's he's kind of dipped his toes into this into the uh, sports world with that film. This might be my favorite from him, though, just because of how much of a personal story this is, and seeing Ben Affleck going through this and uh, his struggle with alcoholism, and yeah, the sports stuff is all cliche and everything, but I will say I still enjoyed it because it was going a certain way, and then the third act happens, and I was like, oh, they're going this route with the film, and I was re- really, really pleased with the with the uh, outcome. So yeah, The Way Back, it, cliched sports movie, yeah, but probably Ben Affleck's best performance I think he's ever given. And that's saying a well, lot because Ben Affleck is a great actor. <laughs> so uh, yeah, The Way Back is my number nine.
1: Cool. I, uh, I know you've talked about it several times and I still need to see it, but that is on my list to watch. My number eight, this is another one based off uh, a book that takes place in the South, uh, The Devil All the Time another, ah. another 7.5 this came out on netflix around september i think and uh boasting a great cast tom holland robert pattinson Bill guards Sebastian stan riley keel jason clark eliza scanlon awesome awesome cast and uh it it's a bit of a slow burn i guess kind of <laughs> but uh you know it has all these all these characters and i, I got invested in them all their side stories and stuff and seeing them all interconnect, uh, especially at the end, was was kind of cool. And it, I mean, it, it jumps around a lot, has a lot to say, and I'm sure the book goes into a lot more detail. But I think it was it was good for what it was, and for a you know free Netflix watch, I thought it was was good. Music too was uh, was done well, and I mean, a couple of times I was you know the edge of my seat, <laughs> not knowing what was going to happen, um, not knowing anything about the, the story beforehand. So yeah, not much too else to say. I guess I don't know how much I'll rewatch this one. I guess, but you know, always there on Netflix, uh, and I, I did enjoy it when I saw it. So
0: yeah, that film for me, I really love. I, I not like uh, Chicago Seven. I loved it the first time that I watched it again, maybe a couple months ago, and I was like, it's kind of a slog to get through, but mm-hmm. the performances are really, really strong. So that's why I I did that post talking about my favorite ensembles on my own uh, film page, the cinema, the cinema gallery. Um, And that was probably one of my favorite ensembles of the year because Holland was excellent. Holland was really good. Yeah. And uh, Edgerton was really good also. And uh, Pennywise, Skarsgård, Bill (laughs) Skarsgård, was. uh, I liked them a lot. And um, somebody else I'm thinking of. I'm forgetting. I'm oh Pattinson. He was uh he played play he played the uh, priest right
1: the yeah yeah and his uh his southern accent
0: yeah a little strange at first I, I had to get adjusted <laughs> I was like I yeah, don't like know a, Pattinson yeah but um yeah it I I think what hurt the film for me to you was its length Ben I don't know if it needed to be that long but I I did enjoy it. the performances were really really strong enough for me to get through the film so mm-hmm. yeah great great number eight Ben. So my number eight is a film that came out on Christmas, and it feels like it has become the new Star Wars The Last Jedi because this film is so freaking divisive, and that's Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman 84. I know, Ben, you, we, we I think we texted each other, talked about it briefly for a second, and, and I saw your review on Instagram, so I, I know your thoughts on it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I love this film just because it, it felt like a true departure from what Patty Jenkins did with the first film, and she—it's it, a new tone. It's it had that Spider-Man two, super uh, OG Superman kind of vibe to me, uh, for me, and the fact that it, it's cheesy. Uh, <laughs> but they stuck with it the whole time. They they never diverted from that, and to me, Gal Gadot really has kind of grown as an actress. Really, since her, her, uh, that first Wonder Woman film, and she feels really, I she feels really, really comfortable playing, uh, Diana now. And, um, I'm not gonna say like, oh my god, Oscar worthy or anything, but she, she really has come into her own. I I think she's kind of figured out how to play Diana Prince, and the stuff that worked well for me too. The I know there's been conversations about the whole Chris Pine thing. I dug the way he came back. I'm not going to say how. I don't want to get into the spoilers. I I enjoyed it, and I thought him and Gadot. I think you even said this too that uh, Ben, Matt, uh, Pine and Gadot have really good chemistry.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. that their chemistry is really strong, and it's kind of the heartbeat of this film for me. The action, I, yeah, it's not like the first Wonder Woman, but what I was really, really uh, happy or pleased with, I should say. This was a third act that should have happened in the in the first Wonder Woman. Benjamin, it really should have been this third act. Was not the whole CGI. Well, besides Cheetah, it was not the whole C, CGI bombasticness that was from the first film. I see. But that's, yeah. but that's because the first one was so grounded, and then it turned into that spectacle. This film, I want. It's not as grounded as the first one. <laughs> definitely not but yeah. it, it it stuck with that tone the rest of the way sure. and this whole cast had just they they work well off each other i i i dug kirsten wig i think i know you i think you said you had some problems with kirsten wig
1: uh her um, character so yeah but but kirsten wig i thought was really good
0: gotcha yeah i yeah. I enjoyed her performance a lot and pedro pascal man it was great seeing him with the helmet off so um, <laughs> yeah. i i i dug uh the i dug his uh uh, Maxwell Lord I'm not. I, look I understand people people's issues with the film and I'm not here to I I've acknowledged that uh our our buddy Zach me and him we did a whole hour and a half spoiler discussion on it a couple weeks ago so hit up hit up our uh Instagram page if you want to see that nice little shameless plug there but um yeah this this film just uh, I've kind of run out of words because I'm kind of tired of defending this film, but um, <laughs> it, it, it just works. And it's my, it's my second favorite film in the DCEU now, but here we go again, Ben with another divisive MC, uh, MCU, divisive DCEU film. So I hope, I hope one day we just, we can just get a, a DCEU film. We can all universally love. Mm-hmm. I really do. But um, yeah, Probably not. but we can help it. And look, i on well, the last note too. Mm-hmm. I'm glad Patty Jenkins has come back to finish her trilogy. Yeah. I really, really am. I really need Warner Brothers, I, I need Warner Brothers to stop meddling, though, because I, you can see some Warner Brothers meddling with this. And there's yeah. even been yeah. stories that they wanted to cut out the opening. The opening is one of the best parts of the film. Yep. So and I don't know why right. you want to cut that out. <laughs> um, and someone even said, too, I think it was on Instagram, like they just want a whole film with uh, young Diana. I, I'm yeah. all in for it, too. I would love to see a young Diana film. Sure. You know? Yep. I mean, I know we kind of got that in Wonder Woman. We spent because we spent a lot of time with that mascara, a little bit,
1: yeah.
0: But um, yeah, she look. Whatever your thoughts are on the film, just don't be overly aggressive like everyone has been on Instagram and YouTube. Because <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, uh, Ben, if you've seen the stuff on YouTube, but it's it's getting out of hand now. Uh, it's getting YouTube, out of hand.
1: But uh,
0: yeah, Instagram yeah, for sure. I don't,
1: I don't delve into that too much.
0: Well, I mean, I just type in like one of them, 84 review on YouTube, and you're like, trash, worst DCE. I'm like,
1: oh, oh. God,
0: people. <laughs>
1: yeah, a little much. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I won't, I won't delve too much into mine because I wrote a long review on it as well. Um, I'll have to say I have different thoughts, but I, yeah, I, I too am glad that Patty Jenkins can come back and finish the trilogy. And uh my problems mostly were the the story and and how the characters were written but i yeah i love Godot and pine and um wig was really good uh funny and dramatic and pascal looked like he was having a blast so
0: oh and one last thing too, yep. hans Zimmer scores <laughs> yeah i was about to say that too yep. great score great mm-hmm. score so all right number uh, seven
1: Yes, we'll move on to number seven. This was a 7.75 for me. I think one of my uh, only three-quarters of a point reviews. Palm Springs. And I bet you'll talk about it more later, too. Didn't quite hit me as hard as you, I think, because you had it uh, pretty high when you watched it. But um, I, I liked it a lot. The I'm always kind of wary when they do a, a time loop movie because i love groundhog day and i think that's that's still the the best uh the holy grail of time loop movies but this one had enough different twists on it and and fun and funny with andy sandberg and kristen Melody and then jk simmons too always love him when he pops up uh no matter how big the role so yeah i'll, I'll go with that for now I, I i quite enjoyed it it was fun and yeah good good hulu watch <sighs>
0: Okay, <laughs> well, let's we'll move on to my number seven, because I, I, yeah, let's move on. Ah, oh, Ben, you, God damn it. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, so my number seven is a film I just watched today. Um, just came on Netflix today, the only Netflix film on my list, and that is Pieces of a Woman. Holy, excuse my language, shit. <laughs> I reckon you guys do not watch this if you're in a good mood. This film is powerful really really powerful and um vanessa kirby is not my first choice to win best actress but i will have no problem if she ends up winning this thing because she won it at the the venice festival and usually if you win something at venice ben you're in pretty good shape to win an oscar (laughs) so Mm -hmm. um she i'm pretty sure it's probably gonna be between her and uh excuse me Francis McDormand for Land, a film that's not on my list but McDormand was really great Vanessa Kirby now I, I haven't seen a lot from Vanessa Kirby um I still I need to watch The Crown because I, I, I I've heard great things about it I know look she was in um About Time one of my one of you and I both you and I is one of our favorite uh, romantic films and uh recently and Another film that Ben and I both of us, our favorite action film of all time, in Mission Impossible: Fallout. She appears as well, the Black Widow. So, um, is that her character's name? Uh, isn't the Black Widow.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm
0: yeah. That's sure. not uh, that's not a blatant copy, but anyway, <laughs> I yeah, I want to go back and watch a lot of more more of what she does now, Ben, because she is mm-hmm. really really strong here, man. She she carries this film. I mean, she there is. I want to give you guys a brief spoiler. She, there is a um.
1: Sorry, she's scene. the White Widow oh, in film. White Widow. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, the White Widow. The okay. White okay. Widow. My my apologies. Yes. Okay. Not Kevin Pike. Do <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, yep, sorry. The birth scene in this. If, if you guys don't know, the basic plot is it's about uh, her character and her character's partner, um, Shia LaBeouf. They play a, it's assumed that they're married, but they call each other partners. She gives birth, something happens. I, I think we can all kind of assume what happens. The child passes away. So um, that's as much as I'll say. And it's basically about how they deal with that trauma and really how she deals with it. And it's it's a really, really strong performance, but I can't stress that enough, how great she is. Uh, one of the Safdie brothers shows up in this movie too. Oh wow! Uh, yep, one of the Safdie brothers shows up. Shia LaBeouf. I, I want to speak for him about Shia LaBeouf because if we, it, this man could be one of the great, the, uh, one of the best actors in the world if he could just get his shit together, Ben. Mm-hmm. He had quite a year in 2019 with uh, Peanut Butter Falcon and Honey Boy, two movies I really loved, especially Peanut Butter Falcon. He's a great actor. He just seems to get himself in trouble constantly. Yeah, and you know I'm not going to speak to. I'm, we're not here to speak about the allegations or anything. That's not our. That's not. We're not here to do that. We're here to speak about movies and the performances and all that. Shia LaBeouf is great, and they're they're probably going to dodge his name a lot when it comes movie festival time and yeah. or uh, award season time. Yeah, just because of all the stuff he's going through, but he's really 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 good here and i said on my letterbox, and i'll say it again best performance of his career bar none hands down best performance of his career in my opinion better than the even stevens movie well you're not debatable (laughs) okay yeah it's close (laughs) um yeah bar none my favorite performance he's ever given uh i've never heard of the director before but i'm i kind of want to go and watch more stuff she's done now too because uh or him excuse me cornell Mundruso, i'm probably butchering it but really really great sarah Snook, who plays their lawyer really great here also
1: wow
0: yeah like i, I like i mentioned benny uh benny safety shows up mm-hmm. for a little bit so and um ellen burst burstin who plays vanessa kirby's mom really yeah. great she has this great monologue uh near the second tail end of the second act that's really great um it's sta- it's kind of it feels like a like a stage pl- stage production because um, it's, it's kind of done in vignettes. They all take pl- a certain different. There's different portions of the movie that take place different time. Like, mm-hmm. you know, one like October, one place, one scene will take place in February, March. So I, I really recommend you guys to watch it. Just be prepared for how heavy it is. And the birth scene is a lot. And it's all done in one take, and it's a, it lasts about twenty minutes. So wow. be prepared. Um, you see some things that maybe you don't want to see. I don't know. I, I don't know. Hmm. Just be prepared. Um, but yeah, Pieces of a Woman for me is my what was it, number seven? Yeah, seventh favorite film of the year. It might end up higher. I don't know if I can watch it again, <laughs> but it's mm-hmm. uh, I, I I really do love this movie, man. So Pieces of a Woman is my number seven.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'll be sure to, to watch Netflix that. film
0: too. Netflix. So,
1: yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but a kind of similar uh, Roma, which was a big Netflix movie uh, a couple years ago, I guess. The uh, I didn't get too into it. Uh, you know, a lot of critics raved about it, but the one scene in there that happens near the end, that uh, another birth scene. Yeah. Um, I don't know how the one in Pieces of a Woman goes, but. That that, was, oh, that yeah, broke me.
0: See. Yeah. Uh,
1: in in Roma, even though the rest of the movie didn't get me that much, but that one scene broke. Yeah,
0: me. I'm not the biggest fan of Roma. Like, there are parts I love about Roma. Yeah. Um, I'm not upset that Caron, Alfonso Cuarón won Best Director. He wouldn't have been my first choice. I kind of wish I went to Bradley Cooper, but mm-hmm. um, he, it's a, it's a it's a solid film. I just I think my my the best part to me was the performance um that woman gives who mm-hmm. plays the uh the caregiver
1: yeah
0: i don't want to say may that just sounds wrong so i'm gonna say caregiver yeah um she she really really gives a strong performance so mm-hmm. um and i know I, I remember watching her interviews and stuff like she actually really i think she struggles a little bit speaking english um yeah. but uh she was really really great in that movie man so yeah she was I she think was. with this the with pieces of a woman Ben, <laughs> there are some people saying that the film kind of loses some steam after the birthing scene. So really the second and third acts aren't as great as the first act. I tend to disagree with that because I think that was done on purpose just to, to let the audience sink in the grief, the, um, the, the devastation that the characters are going through. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot, Ben. It's kind of like marriage story, maybe not as hard hitting as what well, I, I don't know. I, to me, it felt like this year's marriage story because it's okay. it's it's a, it's a lot so
1: okay yeah uh moving on my number six lesser known i would say and uh i looked it up it came out in festivals movie festivals in 2019 but amazon picked it up and it officially released in drive-ins and on amazon prime this year so i'm, I'm gonna count it the vast of night mm. you've seen this rod
0: I have not. It it was actually one of my movies I was planning on watching before we did this. I just didn't mm-hmm. find the time.
1: Yeah, um, I gave it an eight when I saw it. Uh, I guess sometime over summer when it came out.
0: I don't remember you reviewing it though, on your page. Oh, I can't I remember just if you s- did or not.
1: Slipped through the cracks. Maybe but, I'm. Uh, I i got to
0: go. Maybe. I don't know. It I could be wrong.
1: I'll uh, I'll go through and find the time. But uh, oh, there it is. Let's see. It was June fourteenth. So yeah, a while ago. It's got a cool blue poster. But anyway, um yeah, it was it was a good little story. I, I guess I I liked it more than I thought it would, so that kind of helped the, the score too. Uh but I didn't know any of the actors and I didn't know too much what it was about. Just heard it was uh you know, in the the south and in the 50s. Um and it's got a little you know, little alien story. Is is what it's about, but i mean it kind of feels like a twilight zone episode and they they kind of allude to twilight zone actually with its uh like a an original show that some of the people watch but yeah it's it's made really well too because there's long takes for scenes and you you just feel like you're you know in the room with them and uh there's one scene too where it It goes across town it's it's all set in the small town there's a basketball game going on that they kind of go in and out of um but one scene where the camera they i mean physically moves from one spot all the way across town and it's shooting through fields and down the street and stuff so all that was really cool so it it impressed me uh more than i thought it would so i would definitely recommend it the the ending kind of ambiguous but you know i i like ambiguous Endings if they if they work well, and I think with this story it it did work well. So that's my number six, of Night, and it's on Prime, and I do recommend.
0: I'm not, you know what? I'm probably gonna, I'll try to fit it in sometime. Probably Friday. Maybe I'll uh tomorrow. Yeah, maybe I'll try to watch tomorrow. Because mm-hmm. I've uh, you're not the only that was on a couple other people's top ten list, Massive Night. Right. So yeah, uh, some of my YouTube critics I watched, they they I, a few of them had it in there. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna try to watch it this weekend. If not, definitely next week. Cool. Um, I also have an Amazon Prime movie in my top on uh, my list too. So, and it's coming up in a little bit. So, well let's get to my number six. My number six. Uh, this is the other Christmas release. Um, the other big Christmas release that came out from uh, um, went straight to Disney Plus. I had a lot of hype going into this movie just because of the content and the, the subject matter and Pixar, Ben, they, they just, they killed it with this man. Uh, Soul for me is I, I honestly, I want to put it in my top five. I just, it, it's at my number. It's that number six. It's probably going to stay there, but dude, this movie is beautiful, man. Mm-hmm. This is a, this is a beautiful film. I want to talk about the voice work for first. Jamie Foxx really really good here as was tina fey playing 22 their uh back and forth was 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 beautiful uh and honestly i didn't i well i don't want to get into spoilers yeah i'm not going to spoil it but yeah. there's a there's, the, there's something that happens midway not midway well sort of midway through the film where they go back to New York, and I wasn't expecting that I don't remember yeah. that being in the trailers, so that I like that kind of where they went with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this film was all about oh, I, I, see I, it's hard to talk about this film man because it gets into spoilers <laughs> yeah um I don't even want to talk about the message, man, because the message the message switches too, so i don't I don't even know how to talk about this film <laughs> um oh dang. Okay, so I'll talk about I'll, the animation too You you've watched Soul Now, right? Yeah. Okay, so New York feels lived in. For an animated film, I, I mean it, it feels more lived in than <laughs> being in New York. Hey, yeah. I mean, it was great. And the oh. whole jazz element too, I yep. that that I like that a lot. And uh Jamie Foxx goes to one of the, his character Joe. Yeah. Goes to one of my favorite uh character character uh arcs in mm-hmm. any movie I've seen this year, really in any animated film, period. Now, I don't like it as much as, you know, Incredibles or Toy Story 3, Toy Story 4, Ratatouille, but when I did my uh, ranking, of my Pixar films, it, this and Inside Out, both kind of similar in, in subject matter, mm-hmm. are like my five and six. I go back and forth, because I think there are some things that Inside Out does better than, than this. I think Inside Out goes a little bit deeper, yeah. And soul does but i think soul is i think soul moves better and i think the ending hits a little bit harder for me in soul but i think inside out has the more dramatic beats to say especially with bing bong <laughs> so yes. um but but soul man um i really can't talk about this unless i want go to spoil this so I, re- I don't want to ruin the journey uh, yeah, for people because well, it, it caught me off guard completely. Yeah. Uh,
1: I'll be touching on a little bit too. Maybe we can do okay. an episode later.
0: Yeah, we're going to have to, man. We're going to have to. Uh, I, wa- I will say this though. I want to ask you this, Ben. Mm-hmm. When the ending happened, were you surprised that it just ended like that? Because I was like, wait, hold on. This There's still 16 minutes left. Is it like a post credit scene or something? And it's just 16 minutes of credits. I was like, oh. It's over, and then the more I thought about it, I was like, "Okay, no, the film needed to end that way."
1: Yep, yeah, uh, same same as you. Surprised, um, yeah, and, and wiping away tears, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, once you thought about it some more, uh, or I thought about it more too, um, I was like, "That's that was that was the best the way message to well, the and the best way uh-huh. to go out." Yep.
0: So, uh, yeah, there's there's a scene literally near the end of the movie. Involving uh, uh, Joe and Twenty Two when they are going down to Earth. I, I won't say where where the film is at. It's near the end, but I'm not going to say what the the content of the of that scene yeah. is. Oh, dude, that's when the tears started for me, man. I um, I'll I'll let you know. I'll, we'll talk about it off camera, off camera okay. when we're done recording. Um, <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah, we're gonna have to do a spoiler review because there's so much I want to <laughs> yeah, talk about. We'll yeah. <laughs> All right, all right. Uh, so, so number 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 six. Oh, also too to that point, um, Angela Bassett, right? She was in this. Was it Angela Bassett? Yeah, Angela Bassett, who plays uh, Dorothea. I, I I liked her a lot too. Yeah. I liked, she was she was great. And uh, all the all the um, what are they called? When they when they're in the um, the Great Beyond, they all have the same name. What are, what were they called? Terry.
1: Or Jerry? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. They're all called uh, Terry's. Jerry, right? They're
1: they all Jerry, and Terry was the little like rat-looking guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I liked where he was because he's not really okay. See, I, okay, I, I gotta shut up because yeah, yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm gonna go into spoilers. <laughs> if you guys can't talk, I love Soul. So,
1: <laughs> uh, okay, my number five. Uh, I gave an eight, and you talked about it some earlier. It's on the rocks sofia coppola um surprise
0: surprise
1: yeah lost in translation is my favorite movie so uh really i was <laughs> if i hadn't mentioned it before <laughs> uh really hoping this to be good and it was i was pleasantly uh delighted not as good as lit but uh i liked it a lot um and really i mean anything with bill murray is <laughs> is gonna get me excited and he's being his his most bill murray self here um I mean, I'd imagine he was he acts like this sometimes in real life, you know, just the the quirky starting a random karaoke on the beach and him playing with her kids, too, was was sweet and funny. I wasn't as surprised by the ending. I think I think I kind (laughs) of guessed that's what would happen. But I think it it still served the story the best. Yeah. And to reiterate what you said, the the
0: the New York stuff.
1: Yeah, all all the yeah. New York stuff looked really uh or felt really real lived in, yeah. and, and yeah. lived in. Uh and just how translation does it with Japan uh right. New York, right after watching it, I was like, I want to go to New York so bad. Well, cause
0: so Sophia, she's from New York though, right? Like she grew up in New York. Yes, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, and that too, how it's kind of um a little biographical with uh, her dad being, you know, Francis Ford Coppola. Right. Uh, big big time director. And how Bill Murray in here is kind of bigger than life a little bit with all the, everyone uh, knows him at the restaurants and stuff, right? <laughs> and then I love uh, that. her trying to kind of find her place. Well,
0: not so. just the restaurants, but he, he even knew one of the police officers' dad. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like, I love that.
1: Oh, that was one of the best scenes.
0: I will say, the another brief spoiler, not really a massive game-changing spoiler, but like a, a tiny spoiler, Ben. When they went off to Mexico, it felt a little out of place for me. Yeah, Um, it didn't bother me too much because I got I got over it. But I was like, I just want to spend more time in New York. Yeah, it kind of feels out of place a little bit. But luckily, they don't spend a whole lot of time uh, in Mexico. Yeah. But um, there's a funny scene where Bill Murray just starts singing at the bar. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, Bill Murray is such such a delight, man. I I Mm -hmm. love Bill Murray. So, uh, yeah, I, I had a feeling it was going to be in your top five. So I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> it's your number five. Yeah. Uh, what a, I, I, I kind of wish this movie was played in theaters because it, I feel like I would have been a. It, it wouldn't have made a lot of money just because, yeah, a 24 sure. films usually don't make a lot of money. But yeah, um, this film, I, I kind of I feel like it would have been the experience would have been even a lot more satisfying Mm-hmm. With the whole uh, New York aspect and even with the car he was driving, <laughs> I, I love that too. And yeah, uh, Rashida, like, like I said, Rashida Jones, dude, she she really is a great actress, man. And I, I hope she continues doing more films like these. So Same. yeah, great number five. I'm not surprised. So I had a feeling I was like, if it, if this is my number 10, I wonder how high up it's going to be. So, all right. So my number five is uh, the Amazon movie I was saying or mentioned earlier that was on my list. A movie that I also just watched this week. And that is, uh, excuse my language, but it's the title of the movie. It's called Shithouse. Yeah, totally called Shithouse. So uh, this is a movie about a kid. What is is his name? Uh, Alex, who is a college freshman. Really, really awkward. Doesn't have any friends. Spends time talking to a stuffed animal. Misses his mom and his sister, who you can tell right off the bat, they are really, really close. Yeah, this film didn't. uh, I'm not going to say I went through the same thing he went through, but I think a lot of college freshmen can can uh, take a lot from this film because we all go through that awkward stage Mm -hmm. um, a little bit. And um, where was I going with this? Yeah, yeah, he's going through that awkward stage a little bit. The thing is, what, what 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 really works with this film is the it's the it's the writing because he there's a point in this film where he goes to a party he talk he meets up with his RA they have a chance encounter and they spend a whole night together the him because he doesn't really have a lot of friends not really experience relationships kind of becomes a little clingy towards her hmm. and it starts this whole thing and it really it. I, I was just going in with the title called Shit House. I was like, oh, it's just gonna be a typical party movie, all right. Yeah, it'll be a shit show. It's none of that. There's college parties, but it's a it's there's so much more to this, hmm. and uh, it's a really really beautiful uh, film about just kind of finding your place in college. So um, yeah, Shit House is my number five, and the, the kid who plays Alex, he also directed this. I believe he wrote it too. I'm if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Uh, yeah yeah. His name was Cooper Rafe. He yeah, starred, directed, wrote, did the whole thing. So, wow, um, it's on Amazon Prime. Not for free. You got to pay for it, but it's on Amazon. Okay. Um, I, but I, I think it's worth a watch. Wow. So, and this one, this is from the same studio that directed my, that produced uh, my favorite film of 2015, uh, sleep, "Sleeping with Other People," um, IFC. So, if you guys get a chance, hmm. check out "Shithouse."
1: Cool. I'll put that on my list. I'm not even sure. If I've heard of that, or maybe if I did, I just kept scrolling. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, yeah, so title, I found but... out about this through uh, one of my uh, friends on Instagram, our uh, Tyler, the film analyst. So mm-hmm. thank you, Tyler, for recommending this film to me because I, I loved it. Really did.
1: Cool. Uh, my number four, I'm sure a lot of people have heard of, and we mentioned it earlier even. This is where I have Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And gave it an 8.5 when I watched it the other week. Yeah, uh, loved all the acting. I think I I said in there, um, Viola Davis is not good in this movie. is something you will never hear. Because every time she shows up, she's amazing. And even though I don't really know Ma Rainey or hadn't listened to her music before, I feel like she became that character. uh, Yes, she did. You know, at least created.
0: um, Or made it her own.
1: Yeah, at least made it her own for the screen. I I like jazz. I like that type of music. So seeing you know in the studio and stuff was cool. And everyone in the band, uh, the actors seemed like they got along uh, really well too. Felt like a band, so that was neat. And then being adapted from a play was was cool. Uh, you know, it was all kind of in the same place. And they were uh, there's a on Netflix. There's a little documentary behind the scenes thing that uh, Denzel Washington. He's in it yeah, watch that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good. I watched it right after. It was interesting. They said that the play actually takes place during winter, but they wanted it to be during the summer here to have more, um, you know, outside shots and everything. And and everyone was like real sweaty, and I think that that adds another layer uh, to it. So that was a good choice there. And then, yeah, Chadwick Boseman. He's he was on the poster. And everyone was saying beforehand, you know, it was a great performance and right. You know, I was, yeah, I don't know quite what I was expecting, but I mean, yet again, he blew me away and he, he really does feel like another, um, another main character him mm-hmm. and Viola Davis's character. Uh, they they don't just throw him on the poster <laughs> for no right. reason. He, he kind of is the the heart of the film, I guess I would say. Um, and God, he gives that one speech, long <laughs> monologue. That's kind oh, of oh, out of beginning
0: about his mom, about his mom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I they're going to be showing that on the Oscar on the Oscar highlight stuff. I mean that. Yep. Wow. Yeah. I will say this too, Ben. Mm-hmm. The ending. I was like, "What the?" And then yeah. I got pissed off not because of the ending, but because of what had transpired before. And then mm-hmm. the, the the little, the right before the credits, I'm like, wow, that really pisses me off. So, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: It, uh, I mean, it's not what you want to happen, but uh, I guess it
0: should have seen it coming though. Should have seen it coming.
1: <laughs> sure. Yeah. The, the, the point the director trying to make, I think, you know,
0: he got across pretty come, well,
1: comes across <laughs> with that, even though it's not what we want for the character, but, uh, right. and I hope, fans uh you know black panther too i think that that's still he'll be remembered for that that's his biggest role but um there there's so many other movies that's his that's his
0: legacy that will always be his legacy is black panther t'challa um
1: yeah but with this being on on netflix and everything i hope a lot more people you know get into this or at least uh can watch it and then get into his his other films too because he right even though it was short he left uh, a great legacy so yeah, yeah that's my number four
0: awesome well, my number four uh, was one of your honorable mentions. This was one of my this was the anticipated film of the year for me because the guy is one of my favorite directors of all time. And I didn't get you to see it in the theaters. Ben did, but I picked up the 4K blue. I got the 4K Steel book. I was able to get the 4K Steel book, pre-ordered it, Tenet, my number four. This film, first of all, when the movie ended, I was like, God damn it, I wish I got to see this in theaters because this would have been one hell of a theater experience. Ben, this mm-hmm. film's beautiful. This is a gorgeous looking film. The, the scope and scale of, of, of these, uh, of the set pieces is, is, it's remarkable. And, um, this really did feel like Christopher Nolan's either audition to do a Bond film or he was like, oh, look, I'm going to do a Bond film. I don't even care. So, um, look, John David Washington. Yeah. His name is the protagonist. You don't even hear his name until the end. I thought he, I thought he did good for what he was supposed to do, mm-hmm. but he, I, it's no Black Klansman performance. But I thought he brought it, and he kicked a lot more ass. than I thought he was that scene <laughs> in the kitchen. I was like, yeah, okay, all right, that was cool. Um, the way he's just like throwing uh, freshly clean plates at people and grinders. I'm like, "Oh, chill. <laughs> but um my the, the the real standouts to me were Robert Pattinson and Elizabeth Debicki. They yeah. were really really great, especially the Becky. Um Pattinson, I kind of had a feeling he was going to be good and he he was great and him and uh Washington have really really great chemistry. They work off all well together. And they have a scene towards the end that got me in the feels a little bit. Um I'm sure you know what scene I'm talking about. Yeah. So um that that got to me. Becky too, she she's kind of not our eyes, but she kind of is the linchpin to this whole thing. Um, she's kind of a heartbeat of this film. What I will say, too, is um, some of the action set pieces, I think, are some of the best new ones ever done. Whether you want to talk about the highway chase or the opera, the opera siege, I loved and the mm-hmm. score that was playing during it. I was kind of like, yeah, get into this. Um yeah, this this film moves really, really well. Yes, is it is it confusing? Is it convoluted? Yeah, it it takes multiple viewings. I've now watched it four times. Oh. I've I, I now have a better understanding of of it. There's still some things I'm I'm sure I'm missing, but tended to me lived up to the hype, um, and I loved how it all came together. I'm not going to be surprised if one way or another there is a sequel, because um, I I think you can do a lot in this world. And with this time manipulation and all that, so yeah, tenant for me, my number four Ludwig Garrickson. Also, you know, usually Nolan works with Zimmer this time, I work with Ludwig, didn't miss a beat, really, really fantastic score. So, um, yeah, tenant for me, cool. Number four. four,
1: yeah, I'm glad you uh enjoyed it a lot because I know you love Nolan a lot. My number three, a surprise for me. I gave it an 8.5, and it's the Invisible Man. That was an ah, early one. I
0: was not expecting that to be in the top, <laughs> top.
1: Yeah. That was an early one from uh from 2020. I only saw the once, but I, I think I was surprised so much by, by how well I liked it that it's it's stayed up so far. But Elizabeth Moss gave a great performance even when there was no one acting beside her, the invisible man. Um, But they, you know, it's an old movie, which I haven't seen, but they, they modernize it and do some cool things with it. And it, yeah, it has some, some scary elements. Um, I think there are one or two laughs. I don't really remember, but, but the, it's, it's creepy really throughout. And it's kind of cool how she's discovering things along the way. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the ending I wasn't thrilled with, but, I didn't. I don't know what else they could really do with it. <laughs> um, it's kind of
0: tough to end the movie like that. So. Yeah, it
1: was. It was cool, but I don't know. I, I don't have any suggestions, so I guess I shouldn't be talking. But uh, but yeah, I thought the the acting and everything. Oh, and then the the one standout scene was at the restaurant, the knife, which I think might be was... the
0: biggest WT I've seen of the year for yeah. me, man. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> yep, and that's what I. That's what I like for my uh, scary movies that just catch off guard. And I mean, it, it was a jump scare, but just something that's, that's crazy and creepy and then sticks with you afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my number three.
0: So my number three is a film which carries the performance of the year for me, especially from a, in the best woman department best, or best female performance of the year. And that'll be Carrie Mulligan and promising young woman. Terrific, terrific film. I, I'm not, like I said, I'm not the biggest Carrie Mulligan fan. I think Drive, films like Drive and Gatsby, she's really great in. Um, I, I haven't seen Wildlife, a film she did with Jake Gyllenhaal. I need to see that. I kind of want to go back and just watch her whole filmography now because she's really, really good. This film is about her dealing with grief from a tragedy she went through and her going out for revenge. And based off the trailers and stuff, I was like, oh, we're going to get sort of this John Wick style thing to it. And it's not. It takes this whole different approach. And I really loved it. I will say I think people's enjoyment of this film will tailor on how you feel about the ending because the ending is sort of out there. For me, it worked. I'm not sh- I-, I don't know, Ben, how well it's going to work for you. Let me know or I'm sure you'll do a re- review when- whenever you get a chance to see it. But yeah, this is a this is a really really smart edgy um beautiful cinematography and wonderfully acted film uh that's carried by Carrie Mulligan who is just I I've never I don't know if she, I don't know if I've ever like I said I don't I don't think she can top this performance but I've been wrong a lot about a lot of things before so maybe this will be like the career defining performance for her and it's just going to continue on bringing great things so I know it's. I think if this is released next week, I believe it'll be on the VOD the day it release this episode releases. So, um, oh, okay. be, be sure to check it out, guys. Promising a woman, it is ridiculous how great this movie is. I I enjoy this so much. So, promising a woman, check it out and the soundtrack too is great. Great soundtrack, Gr- great everything, man. And I I know we got to rush short on time, so I wish I want to talk about it more, but. Maybe we'll do an episode about it later. So, Okay. Um, yeah, that's my number three, Promising a Woman. Cool.
1: Yeah, I think I remember seeing trailers too and thought it was interesting, but I will be sure to check that out. Uh, I know Zach's talked about it a lot too on his page. Mm-hmm. My number two, I've talked about a couple times on our uh, Instagram stories and stuff. Uh, this is an 8.5 as well. I know you're not as high on it, but I really enjoyed Five Bloods. From Spike Lee, uh, it uh yeah, it still yeah good film, <laughs> <laughs> and I I can see uh some of the criticisms as well, um and I I think Black Klansman is a is a better and and like tighter film I think um absolutely but but this one impacted me a lot as well, I just I love that time period like I said earlier the the sixties uh, and learning about I, I love the music and learning about. Vietnam War and everything so seeing these guys you know go back to Vietnam and and their stories was interesting and the the story of the movie I didn't know where it was going because I I don't think I'd really watched trailers or anything so I was kind of surprised with the way it was going and I thought it it was it was fun the the way it went um because I thought it would be a more uh, you know, somber look at it. I guess, um, even though it does get very heavy at times. Of course, Chadwick Boseman is in this one as well. Uh, a smaller character, but still really impactful with the scenes he has. And yeah, the the soundtrack too. They could have gone all the the typical '60s war songs, but it's I think it's pretty much all Marvin Gaye. And there's even one time they do they drop all the instruments and it's just his vocal. And it's amazing, of course. And like we said before, Delroy Lindo knocks that out of the park as well. I don't I'd seen him in a few things, but I don't even think I knew his name before, but now he's definitely stuck in my mind uh, with his performance, and especially that monologue he gives staring straight down the camera. Uh, I mean, it feels like he's he's talking to you in the audience. so yeah, not Spike Lee's best, but I think it was a lot of fun and impactful as well. And that's my number two, The Five Bloods.
0: Yeah. So I, when Zach and I did our uh, IG live the other day, we Mm -hmm. talked about films that disappointed us. We both had The Five Bloods on there. So I, I, you, Ben, you know this. I'm a big fan of the Black Klansman, and I I think that's still Spike Lee's best. I just, what what, the first half kind of went on a little too long for me. And I thought the pacing just was not, it wasn't there, Ben. Sure. Yeah. The pacing the pacing was off to me, and I, I I said this in my review. I said on the IG live, this just felt like Spike Lee feeling him uh, feeling himself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just a little too much Spike Lee isms in this. Sure. Yeah. 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 I think part I think the part of it too Ben is just like I said earlier, the Black Landsman thing because Black Landsman is so good. Mm-hmm. I just I was expecting something like Black Landsman, and mm-hmm. I just I didn't get it. I, just, I don't think I've gotten over. it. I don't think I will, but it's it's a good movie. I just it didn't hit me like it hit you. So, yep. but I have. I'm, I'm I wish I could have enjoyed it as much as, as much as you did because I know you I know you love that stuff. So yep, yeah. The Five Bloods. Chadwick Boseman too. Yeah, great. It was good. Uh, Del you mentioned War Lindo right? Oh, yes. How we should? Yeah, yeah. He needs he needs that. I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be supporting his nomination i hope he gets it okay um
1: yeah i hope he wins too
0: yeah i he i he should be the front runner Mm -hmm. but uh all right so my number two and my number one have both kind of been the same since july and i was pretty positive my number one was going to be the same after i saw it back in may i have had a change of heart recently and I have switched it up. So my number two film of the year is St. Francis. Um, St. Francis to me is is beautiful. It's a beautiful film about this girl. Her name is Bridget. She goes through, she gets this new job babysitting this kid named Francis. And she uh, also goes, while babysitting, she also is dealing with her own stuff. And the fact that she got pregnant, got an abortion. And so she's dealing with that. She's, and she's also kind of dealing with this kid who's a pretty bad kid. I mean, not a bad kid, but she, she's a little wild, misbehaves a lot. But over the course of the film, you really start to dive into their relationship a lot. Um, and they form a really, really great bond together. And by the end of it, I was kind of swept up within the feels. And I love the ending. Because like, it, it's just, it's a journey that Bridget goes on because she is a completely different person by the time this film ends. And I thought it was a great exploration of someone kind of dealing with getting an ab- after, you know, the like after effects of getting an abortion. And she's kind of learning how to live life because she's in her, th- her character. She's in her 30s. She's, you know, she used to be a waitress. Now, she's babysitting. So she's kind of fi- trying to still figure out her, her stuff. And this kid kind of helps her a lot, helps her along the way. And at the same time, she helps other people too, uh, the, the kids' parents. Um, they're kind of going through some stuff, and one of them's working. One of them's always dealing with the uh, the younger kid that they just got. So it's a, lot. It's, a, it's a really, really emotional, powerful film for me that hit me in ways I wasn't expecting. A film that wasn't even on my radar, but I saw a trailer for it on YouTube, and I was like, huh, I like that. I'm going to watch it. So I got it on Google Play, and I loved it. Uh, fun fact: That was near my high school in Saint Francis, just spelled differently. But oh, wow. um, yeah, yeah, the so yes, yeah, right, yeah, F, yeah, F- yeah. R, yeah, yeah. Say, this this is- the film was spelled yeah. yeah, the film was spelled uh, E S. Yeah, but um, yeah, I S for my high school. So yeah, Saint Francis for me. I was really, really positive that that was going to be my number one. I was like, all right, that's it, done. List is complete. It's one, and everything else something else came out though that kind of uh that got to me good so but we'll talk about that in a second
1: cool well that leads us to our number 1s of 2020 and i haven't posted a review for this one yet but in my mind it's a 9 and i had onward at 10 and number 1 i have soul i i love this film <laughs> i love music so all that pulled me in uh with the jazz. Uh John Batiste does the the jazz stuff. And then the score is uh Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor who do amazing.
0: Um oh the score is great.
1: Ethereal. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. like you know thumping bass and everything and drums mm-hmm. and stuff. Oh my gosh, that was amazing.
0: Yeah. And then
1: the the cast they assemble is great. Uh I wasn't sure it, it did kind of look like another inside out kind of movie. Yeah. Um, it did from the trailers. but I think it does differentiate itself enough. and plus it you know it kind of throws religion and science uh, out the window and gives you you know their version of of uh, what would happen. And I think that's you know for the movie, it, it works and the the story they're trying to tell, which like you said, uh, especially the the message kind of changes, or at yeah. least you don't know exactly what it is in the beginning. Mm -hmm. and I know we'll do another episode on it too. uh, We we talked about, so (laughs) won't go too much, but uh, another thing you mentioned was the, the animation, how beautiful there were scenes. If you took out the characters that, that are, you know, kind of misshapen and and animated, Mm -hmm. I would, you you could easily mistake it for a picture. It's just crazy. The, you know, the bricks and, you know, cracks Mm -hmm. in the sidewalk and everything, the The pizza, the,
0: when they're eating the pizza, pizza I'm like
1: the melting cheese. Is that real? I, huh? Yeah. Made me hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I alluded to it earlier that I the ending got to me and <laughs> did make me cry yeah. with uh, I mean even the the message and how the story was going, but even the, the animation <laughs> and I mean what they put on screen right kind of hard without saying spoilers, but but what what they what they show is just beautiful and makes you think (laughs) about about soul your soul and uh and life so
0: i will say this too i think my favorite scene well no it's like a top five scene for me top three scene for me -hmm. the scene with his mom when he's going to get a suit that's all i'll say oh oh boy Mm -hmm. that got me that got me right here man that that scene was just uh, ah powerful and then Okay, no, we're gonna we're gonna do a spoiler. We <laughs> gotta do a spoiler talk, man. We got to. Yeah. we got to.
1: Yeah, so will we'll, yeah. I'll save the rest for that. But okay. yeah, that that is my uh that is my number one of the year.
0: All right, well that's uh we're gonna end with me, I guess, and talk about my number one film of the year, a film that came out on Hulu. Ben, it was in Ben's uh, list. I think it was what your number seven or your number eight. I believe it was a little a little low, but that's okay. We'll still you make your top ten. So number seven. Yeah. Yeah, you're forgiven to me Ben you know how much I love this film Palm Springs to me is my favorite movie of the year Mm -hmm. I didn't think it was going to be it like it was this in St. Francis the whole way through I was struggling for the rest of the year and um, I came on I I rewatch both of them again over the week Ben this Palm Springs my my most watched movie of 2020 it is a comfort film for me I can just turn it on I know what I'm going to get it's enjoyable it a lot more emotional heartwarming than I I expected from a Andy Samberg, lonely Island production film, so um, and Chris and surprised the hell out of me. Uh, she was really, really funny, and their chemistry, my favorite chemistry of the year, just th- those two. I remember you saying, I think in your review, that it felt rushed. It didn't feel like that to me, but yeah, Palm Springs, the emotions, when they hit, they hit hard. Um, Andy Sandberg being dramatic for a change works really really well um him and jk simmons have this nice little scene in the backyard where yeah. i i i thought the me just hit all the right notes for me Yep. um i just thought i love i love, I love how this film's paced it's a great pace i, I could go about this film a lot but i'm gonna do it on my instagram uh yeah, yeah. palm springs to me man is my that's my film of the year easily
1: cool great pick yeah i think rust i think near the end i think it felt a bit rust but, uh, yeah, I do love, like I said earlier, all the, uh, the new ways they think of to do the, the loop and uh, some of the little tricks they throw in there. So, yeah. Yeah. Excellent choice. And all that right. Is 2020.
0: That is our best of 2020. So uh, thank you guys for joining us for this. Uh, our first episode of 2021. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of good stuff coming up. Ben can you tell the good people where they can find us.
1: Yes, you can find us on Instagram at the Infinity Film Podcast and email us your favorite movies of 2020 and what you're looking forward to in 2021 uh, at the Infinity Bros at Gmail. No, the Infinity Bros 20. Don't forget Correct. the number at yep. gmail.com. Uh, the Infinity Bros 20 at gmail.com.
0: Awesome. Yep. So, uh, guys, Happy New Year once again. Uh, let's make 2021 a good one. We've got a lot of fun stuff coming your way here real soon. Check out our Instagram page at the Infinity Affin- Film Podcast. Uh, we're doing a lot more IG Lives these days. So hope you guys can um, check those out. Yeah, that's, that's really it, Ben. So uh, for Ben and for myself, Roderick, until next time, guys, have a good one and see you later. And Happy New Year once again. Bye. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Infinity Film Podcast. I am your host, Roderick Liptrot, and thank you for coming back and to the world. Oh, start over. I'm so rusty. (laughs) Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Infinity Film Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Roderick Liptrot, and thank you for coming to the world's greatest film podcast. Oh, God, I messed up again. (laughs)